welcome everyone to the online friend simulator because everyone could use a friend even online i am francis aka the other guy and thank you again for tuning in this is uh, the little digital coffee shop and that's the kind spelled with the e at the end like choppy where you can find a friendly voice in an increasingly divided world how is it going, everyone? Hope everyone is doing well. I know it has been a while. And I have a very good excuse as to why it's been a while since I've put out an episode. Uh, there was one week where I was incredibly busy. There was another week where there was some pretty bad news and it was pretty rough all around. Um, and then there was one where I was fighting the funk of depression, which is something I really need to be more comfortable talking about. That's why this thing exists, you know. This is my outlet for those times where I just don't feel comfortable talking about things to other people. Um, I realize more and more <laughs> that sometimes, for some people... Not for everyone. I think a lot of people find um, ease and comfort in being able to open up and share with other people. I just have a real... I, I'm beginning to realize how much of a hard time I'm really having just being a little more open and honest. And yeah, but I'm here. I'm doing a little better. And the next several weeks are going to be... I think a literal, I don't, I don't think it's even a figurative, a literal roller coaster um, as we get into just a lot of stuff going on. And let's cue the music. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? It's not music, I guess. It's just, <laughs> it's just Han uh, solo. Uh, yeah. Um, how am I? Like I said, I'm doing it a little bit better. Uh, but my next few weeks are going to be busy. A lot of stuff with conventions and, and, and whatnot are going happening. And I have a big trip, um, at the end of April that I mentioned, I think another podcast, but I just, I don't know. I'm just really hesitant to talk about it because I don't want to make it a big deal. I'm really stressing out over it. It's my first trip. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's my, it's my, like, it's one of the rare, the rare trips where I'm traveling alone. And that freaks me out a little bit because normally I have some type of guide or some person to help guide me through some unfamiliar waters. And it's just getting to me a little bit, but I am planning for that as well. And it's stressing me out and it's giving me anxiety and it's freaking me out a little bit. But aside from that, I am attempting to try to look and act like a real human being. Uh, I've been, I've been going out more. Which is a surprise to me most of all, because I don't normally do that. Usually it happens in spurts, in all honesty, like last year, maybe actually a couple years ago. I didn't really go out much last year, but a couple of years ago, I used to, I was visiting like all sorts of museums and trying to, to again, be a part of the outside world, to be part of society, to interact with society, and yet... Every time I went out, it just, pardon me, really, really, really enjoyed my time out to, like, uh, the Getty Museum, which, if people are familiar with, is in the in the heart of L.A. Um, there's the uh, 
the uh, LACMA, uh, also in the heart of LA, the Los Angeles County uh, Museum of Modern Art, I want to call it, I think it's called. Um, uh, I, I, I went to the Natural History Museum. I went to all these different museums and all these different parts of, of the state. And I go to the beach and I go to the, all these places. And, and the thing that I learned from all of it is despite being out amongst the people, you know, it, it kind of reiterated how lonely I was because it was just me amongst a bunch of people who weren't alone. A lot of them were with other people. And so despite that fact, I'm doing it again. <laughs> so uh, I think the last time we talked, I spoke of my love for Alita Battle Angel um, and a little update to me going out more. I have seen that movie four times, uh, which was... Uh, which is an indication that I think this is my Scott Pilgrim of 2019. I am really in love with this film. Each time I watched it, I was never bored. As a matter of fact, I would probably watch it more if time, if I just had the time to do it, but you know, other movies are coming out, other things I have to do like this past weekend and the weekend before, which I will be going into. So there's a lot going on, but yeah, saw that Captain Marvel looks saw a couple times. Um, I didn't like that movie. <laughs> I, did, I watched it twice for a podcast. That's really why I watched it. But in all honesty, um, I, I didn't like the film, uh, which is um, f- which just makes just blows my mind the number of people who think it is the second coming of Christ. You know, like people really, really love this film, and and I, I'm happy for them. I just don't understand. It's not a good movie. Like very few things about the movie is good, but. Whatever. I mean, again, good on people who have something that they can love. But I think, I think, <laughs> here's my conspiracy theory. I think people love stuff because it's expected of them to love a thing because it is in the zeitgeist of society, it is in the zeitgeist of the current trends, right? Like, you have to like a certain movie because of A, B, and C. And if you don't, your peers are going to hate you and throw you under a bus or something. So, anyway. It's fine. It's it's fine. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to a my very first convention. So convention season is officially on. I uh, I went to a convention to help out uh, my benefactor and good friend Jeff Burns of Super Geeked Up, which I am a constant contributor to now that he keeps inviting me on. Uh, he was uh, part of the San Diego Comic Fest, the one I think it's called. It is a convention that was started by the San Diego Comic Con guys. Uh, one of them at least, uh, to try to get back to the roots of cons. Um, they wanted, to, he wanted to make it more comic book focused and creator focused. And it shows because there were a lot of, well, I mean, I shouldn't say a lot. It was a really tiny convention at a, on a, at a hotel. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. It was still a good time, but I mean, it was really tiny. And, uh, yeah. Uh, this is again just the beginning because you're going to hear much more of this nonsense from me as uh, I have a few cons coming up in the next couple of months, back more or less back to back, and then my big trip and then more cons afterwards. So <laughs> fun, fun. Um, but I do envy Jeff, um, who I helped out. Uh, this dude is just a naturally social guy, and it I'm so envious, <laughs> so envious. I do not know. How, I mean. He, it's just natural for this guy. You know, he'll come up to people and talk to them. 
whether they notice him or not, you know, he'll just like, hey, hi, how's it going? He'll remember names, remembers face, he remembers faces, he remembers stuff that they did like the night before and whatnot, which may not sound like a huge feat, but I can barely remember what I did a couple hours ago. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I learned a thing or two, I think, from it. Um, okay, no, wait, I guess I really didn't. No, I don't, I don't, I think I'm going to still be so, <laughs> I think I'm going to be socially awkward and as they'll have an immense anxiety. So, yeah, I don't think that's changed at all. But, um, it was cool because I was able to be a little bit more social. Um, and it's just something I'm able to do when I have someone, Familiar around for moral support. I use my uh, traditional vampiric powers to suck the soul out of the person who I'm with so I can at least appear somewhat normal, which I did at this convention. But again, a lot of fun. Uh, then the week uh, previous was uh, the Cherry Blossom Festival that I went to for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I know. Whatever. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, I mostly uh, went because I and I, well, the reason the reason I didn't go to anything St. Patrick's Day is I don't drink, really. I mean, and I I socially drink, and because I was by myself, I'm not going to really socially drink. So I just went to this, this cherry blossom fest- festival, which was a lot of fun. They had taiko drums and all different types of food, and it was just a, it was it was a nice day too. It was a really pretty day, so it was just kind of a nice day to be out and. Again, I was the only loser by myself there. I, I, I do, if I'm by myself, I do scope out the rest of like everyone else. And I didn't see, I didn't see a single other person who was just like me, just hanging out by himself. Everyone else was there with somebody doing something. Um, but, uh, and it did allow me a moment to not be a shut in, <laughs> which is nice. Cause I, again, I spent most of last year just kind of indoors except for a couple of conventions and stuff. So. It was nice to be able to go out and do a thing. Uh, and that was fun. I, I had a good time. Um, too bad it was only a couple hours, really. Um, but yeah. And originally, again, this is a this, this show is a bit scripted. I wrote that all out before I was supposed to go out to the last two events. I went out this, this just this past weekend. So not the previous weekend, but this past weekend. Previous weekend was the cherry blossom thing. I don't know why I'm explaining. My God, why do people listen? <laughs> I don't know why anyone listens. Thanks, everyone, who continues to listen. You guys are weird, but I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, but I went to a couple of cool events this past weekend, uh, which is the one of which was the Mushroom Rally. Okay. Uh, the Mushroom Rally was really cool. It's They're actually doing it again this November in Anaheim. I'm very tempted to get tickets again. It was a ton of fun. I may have to lose weight before then because, yeah, let me explain this for you. So we have a thing called, ooh, ooh, what is the name of the thing? I believe it is called K1 Speed. It is a uh, indoor... Uh, go-kart course, uh, they have regular, like, you know, you can go in, pay like uh, 50 bucks and, uh, you get to do a couple of races. Now this is a special event. It is the mushroom 
rally, which I believe was originated back in Australia. And they decked out the whole place in Mario, in Mario Kart. I mean, there were, you know, uh, there were just piranha plants all over the place and like bananas and mushrooms. And you could even dress up. They had costumes for the, for the drivers to dress up in as, as Mario or Luigi or Koopa or Wario or whatever. Like you had costumes. It was really weird. Um, I of course did not wear a costume because I'm like, why? <laughs> if I was with somebody, I probably would have worn a costume, but I don't see why would otherwise. It was really weird. But anyway. Um, but it's, it's, it was, a, it's, a, it was a cool little place. Um, with the, with the uh, with the course and everything and i i i don't know it was, it was a fun time you know they it, this is pretty intense because i've never really done anything that was to the point where you need to wear a helmet uh, most of the go-karts i did back in the day were all outdoors and they were pretty slow ish ish i mean you still had a sense of speed but you didn't have to wear a helmet and you didn't have to wear like the little black face mask that keeps you from sweating but i had to and it was so good. <laughs> it's so fun. I recommend if anyone has like a K1 or any similar type of go-kart experience, I say go for it. It was really cool because there is a sense of speed. And you're making those turns. It's crazy how you just feel like you're racing. Like it's a really good substitute for actual F1 racing. Um, mostly because F1 racing is probably freaking expensive. This is not so much. But, um, yeah, so everyone, you know, you dressed up, uh, it was fairly expensive for this particular event, but who cares? It was an, it was an experience. I, I again, I had, I, I'm giving these generic, I had a good time, but I did, I did have a good time. Uh, I love the feel of go-kart racing. Um, I have a mini Cooper as a car and when I got it, when I first bought it, they're like, yeah, it's going to feel like a go-kart. And I'm like, after doing this go-kart thing. It kind of does. I get it now. Like, I actually get it. Like, it does feel like a go-kart in, in the handling. Anyway, yeah, I only did one race because um, I do think I was at a weight disadvantage because my car was slow. <laughs> my car was, my cart was, like, slugging along. It was really, it was really making me sad. Like, I had the gas all the way down, and I was just getting lapped. And it just made me sad. And I, and I made, um, my best lap was 37 seconds. Uh, the best lap overall of that day, of the, of my, uh, race, 31. That's pretty embarrassing. I was pretty sad. Uh, even though I thought I was getting the hang of it, I was obviously not. So anyway. And then after that, I had some time to kill and, and I just to kill some time before going to the Alita. Uh, experience called um, Passport to Iron City. Uh, they're in three different places, L.A., Austin, and New York. Oh, I don't think it's done next week. I don't know if they'll ever bring it back, but it's um, it's a themed kind of – it's not an escape room. It's like themed game rooms where you earn points to win a prize Uh there's a, like a bar where you can buy drinks that are made specifically for the movie. Um, there are, there's swag, there's that swag, but there's like uh, stuff you can buy at the end. That was super cool. Um, but I, again, as a big fan of Alita Battle Angel, I was really excited to do that, the game. But of course I went alone 
right? And you can't do the thing alone. You have to do it in a group. And I was fortunately placed in a group of some really awesome dudes who were just like, like they were like, cool. They were just like, hey, whatever, man. Welcome to the group. And there are four of them. And they all seem to know each other fairly well. And I did my best to um, assimilate myself into the group, I guess. And we all had a good time. I even took a picture with the guys. You can see it on my Instagram. Took a picture with them all. I don't know if I'll ever see them again, but they, they you know, a couple of them uh, followed me on on the Instagram, and I followed them back. So, like, maybe. I mean, they're LA-based people, but uh, yeah, it was just a bunch of cool games. Um, the one of the only, the one thing I do have to mention though is that. After all of these years of owning a Sex Bomb t-shirt, somebody finally recognized the Sex Bomb t-shirt and complimented me on it. I'm always excited when people compliment me on my weird shirts because I get them because they're weird and rare and you don't really see them around. And somebody was like, hey, cool Sex Bomb shirt. I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. I was very excited about that. That, that made me very happy. But um, anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a little taste of what it was like inside, it, it, there's these different modules, like about 10 or 11 of them. Some people equate it to an escape room, but I've never been to an escape room, really. But you solve puzzles, like one was a literal puzzle on a wall, um, and, and you gain points. And you're competing with other teams that are also trying to accumulate points. And and you can do like, uh, there was a game where you had to um, shuffle through garbage uh and um and if you get the garbage uh some of them are valuable some are not and 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 you you, you gain points by how rare or how how um expensive some of the garbage was um there was like a a vendor where you had to put your hand in a in a bag to see what kind of stuff was in there uh one where you had to smell stuff like it was really i i was in all honesty a really good time just doing all these different games and everyone was into it and we were all competing we all wanted to be number one um and in the end these kids whom my team were were like we hope they, first when they got in there they're like oh look there's a family with a bunch with some little kids the first thing they said was we hope they win even though we were competitive and we we wanted to win we're like well in the end, we hope they win. And I'm like, don't worry, guys. I'm sure because they're children, they get a little more help. Because uh, they're fairly young. Like, maybe below double digits. You know? They're fairly small. But uh, they ended up winning. And <laughs> they got the prize, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, it's such a good time. I, I recommend it. I hope, I hope they do it again if there's a sequel to this movie. But James Cameron went all out in like, hey, here's this cool manga movie. Let's go do a thing where you can like drink beer and interact with these actors. Oh, let me just say the actors in the actual like games itself. They stayed in character. They were a lot of fun. They all had distinct personalities. Even the ones who felt like kind of looked like they weren't really into it. They did their very, very best to be like, okay, I'm this person. You know, and you can kind of tell, like, uh, I mean, you know, this is something I got to do, but it was still funny, and and I ha- and and I, we all had a really good good time doing it, and I think it was great. So anyway, uh, so there, those that was what I did last week, and then next week is 
WonderCon, and then the week after that is Great Philly. So if you guys are going to be out there, if anyone happens to be um, at those places, WonderCon in Anaheim or the Great Philadelphia out in Oaks, Pennsylvania, uh, I'll be at those conventions uh, doing my thing. So if you want to check that out, please do. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm just thinking about it makes me tired. <laughs> it's so exhausting to think about all of these things that I have to be doing soon. But anyway, that's not the point. No, who cares? Let's go ahead and let's get into the topic at hand. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? All right. So I mentioned earlier in, in that there was a week of bad news and bad stuff. And it didn't happen directly to me. It happened adjacent to me, like it happened within my sphere of people. And so, uh, even though, so I'm not going to actually say what it is, what happened, but just know that it was pretty devastating, like seriously devastating. But something that I had observed during that time is that I have no idea how to cope with most things. I have learned. I mean, I think that's why I have depression, right? I think that's why, because I, I don't know how to cope with with a, what a lot of life throws at me. Um, most people do. Uh, they're often successful and they're often in good spirits and they're often uh, motivational and they have... They, you know, they're the people who are on the the different social media saying, you know, you know, uh, lift yourself from your bootstraps or you know, just go out there and be a thing. And I look at that and I'm like, okay, it kind of just annoys me more than anything else, which is dumb because they're they're doing something positive for other people. They're trying to be encouraging or they're trying to to trigger someone to do something that makes their situation better. And they don't have to do that. Like people don't have to go out of their way to, to ensure that other people are doing well. I do it a little differently. Ask how people are doing. I, I try to see how people are. I try to read, uh, not read into it, but like if some, like if I'm on the phone with somebody or if I'm interacting with somebody and there is an obvious telltale sign that something is wrong, I try to, you know, be polite about it and ask and see what's going on. But when it comes to regular life, I don't understand how to cope. And I realize that the rest of my family doesn't know how to cope either. <laughs> like, they don't have the appropriate coping mechanisms either. Now, a little history about growing, my, me growing up. Um, I grew up in a very weird family. Um I'm not going to go into, go into too much detail because I don't know if my f family listens to this. I hope they don't. You shouldn't. If you do, if you are my family, you should probably not listen to this because why? I see a lot of stuff on here. Here's the thing. Let me let me also make this confession before I even get started. I don't share a lot of stuff with my family. Um, I just don't. I don't feel comfortable doing it. Um, I think it's because of something in my childhood, I think. I think it's something because I think it's because of something that happened uh, during the parental process in which I just felt uncomfortable sharing information with them. But I've never gotten over it, I guess, because I don't really share too much of what's going on in my life for the most part. 
I mean, they know in general what's going on, but I don't go into details or I don't tell them everything. It's just because I just don't, you know, I mean, they're my, which is, which is weird because, you know, I'm Asian and Asian families have a tendency to be very sherry with each other. It's very community based. Um, There is this mentality of like being a part of a group, you know, you're part of the family. The family is one big unit doesn't matter how far you are or where you are or or what you're doing you know the family as a whole is a unit and and i think that went away when my grandmother passed away because when my grandmother passed away the connective tissue of my relationship with the rest of my but like extended family and stuff kind of deteriorated and disappeared um so at the same time therefore i'm not very um uh, open so let's go back to coping and me growing up, um, I grew up with a family that I'll just put simply because I don't want to throw them under the bus or anything. But my mother was very expressive and my father was not. So if there were any issues or anything that was going on, you knew exactly what my mother was feeling at the time. You were really sure what my father was feeling. And so... When you're dealing with scenarios and situations that you have to deal with, that you have to cope with, you often pluck from your previous experiences that you may not, you know, that, that, that are kind of similar, kind of whatever. And you're like, you're plucking from them, you're plucking from them, and like, okay, I'm going to put this together and put this together, and, and this is how I'm going to react, and this is how I'm going to deal with the scenario. But... For forever, I have never really known how to deal with most scenarios that appear in my life that are that are negative. For positive ones, even then, I don't think I react very well. I'm a little too uh, enthusiastic when good things happen my way because most of the time, good things don't happen to me organically. Even if I make good things happen, it doesn't really turn out good for very long. <laughs> And look, and that's just life. Life just happens to work out that way. I'm not saying, wow, you know, or, you know, it's it's these outside forces or whatever. I th- I just think, well, I mean, I, I guess I'm saying it as outside forces. I just think in general, not everyone's going to get the same results for doing stuff. So for me, whenever something good, really good happens, I just, I, I get super enthusiastic because I'm like, oh, I don't know how long this is going to last. So I'm going to try to make the best out of it. But when something bad happens... And it's tragic and it's terrible. I have a tendency to shut down. And I I just turn off emotion. I just turn off everything. And it's a really weird thing to do if you uh, you know, I, I reflect on it. I, I do a lot of self-reflection. Because I don't know, it's always been a part of who I am. I always want to see what, like, not necessarily what the right thing to do is, but, like, well, like, seeing other people and how they react helps me understand not maybe the appropriate way to react or the appropriate way to do something. Anyway, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling a little bit here. but But whenever something tragic happens, I shut down. You know, I go back to the death of my grandmother. Um, I've had all my grandparents are dead, and each one I treated differently. But I had one particular grandmother who I was very close with, 
And when she passed away, I cried a little bit during the funeral, but for the most part, I shut down emotionally. At the time, I was in a relationship, and my girlfriend at the time didn't really know how to act in that scenario. She told me during afterwards that she didn't find tragedy funny, but it was her way of coping with the negativity or not the negative, the, 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 what the bad thing that just happened, the bad thing that she witnessed is she has a tendency to giggle or laugh, um, which is inappropriate in a Catholic church during a funeral. <laughs> but luckily she kept it to herself for the most part, but that was her method of coping with the scenario. For me, I cried a little bit and then I just shut down. No emotion, no nothing. Didn't just didn't want to feel anything. And I don't know if I'm getting complacent with it or not, but it's happening more and more. And so I do want to observe other people and how they cope with tragedy. A lot of people go onto social media, a thing that I don't do in the sense of expressing my feelings, but they will express their feelings. If something terrible happens, their first thought is I need to go onto Twitter. I need to go onto Facebook. I need to write it out. I need to put it out there for the world to know that, you know, my dog died or my mom is dying from cancer or my uh, significant other broke up with me and tore uh, by because they were cheating with my best friend or something like they put it out there because they need, we, we all need that, that support. We all hunger for support for somebody to come out of the blue and kind of wrap their arms around us virtually in some way, shape or form the formal of a, of, of a sad face on Facebook or a comment stating their support. You know, we need it. Right, we kind of need it, but for someone like me who has no idea how to cope, and even I think of even thinking about it myself, thinking about putting out bad stuff online, like how I'm feeling, for instance, let's say I'm I'm feeling particularly lonely or I'm feeling particularly depressed. My first thought isn't, you know, what I should do? I should just type it all out. It'll make me feel better. No, my first thought is to plug some earphones on, listen to podcasts, put something funny on, anything to make me not feel. I want to I want to get to the to level 0 of feeling because I don't know what to do with those types of feelings anymore. Even good feelings, lately even good feelings. I haven't had a genuine like Okay, I shouldn't say that. I've had genuine good feelings. I've had genuine good stuff happen in my life. I've had genuine happy things happen in my life. But I haven't had that thing that people get ecstatic over, the thing that makes their heart sing or makes them cry of out of joy. I haven't had that in forever. Whether that be the perfect job or the love of your life or... You know, the love of your pets, even like whatever it is that makes people just burst to the seams of joy that they have to express it to the world. I haven't had, I've never, I have not, I shouldn't say that again, not never. 
I haven't experienced that in a very, very long time. I, I kind of forgotten what, what that kind of feeling feels like. That feeling of happiness. And I think, you know, it's a, I think it's been really bad for me to kind of, <laughs> I think it's been really bad for me to kind of use internet, the internet as a, as a, um, litmus test on how to deal with good and bad things because people are on social media for a reason. They want to be, you know, they want to share. They want their people are desperate again to connect. We're continuously being divided. Um, and it's happening now as we speak, as I speak, it's happening now. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. I'm mildly fascinated again um, by all the all the all the division, but um, but yeah, I I never quite learned, and I look it up online too. I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna just sit here and not and not say I haven't tried looking it up online. You know, how does one adapt? How does one cope? How does one do this? You know, uh, you know what is it? What are the what are the strategies? What are the different things you should do? Um, is it yoga? Is it is it meditation? Is it food? Is it tea? Is it what is it? Like, what are the things that help you cope properly? Um, and, and you know what? I'm and I'm going to read some of them. Okay, I'm going to read some of them uh, from a place called GoodTherapy.org. Okay, GoodTherapy.org says this is what you need to do to help cope. And I guess I do one of them. Apparently, I do one of them. Uh, so one of them is support, which I think is what online social media is. So people look for support. They go online. That's how they help cope with anything that's going on in their life. Relaxation. <sighs> See, my problem with relaxation is I associate it with laziness because I'm like, I should be doing something. I should be making a podcast. I should be writing a thing. As a matter of fact, I need to write an article about a thing soon. Let's see if I actually do it. <laughs> um, problem solving. Uh, humor, which is the one I actually do. I, I, I watch a lot of things that make me laugh. I need I I I need to see the you know listen to a comedian. I need to see a game show uh, or a British panel show that makes me laugh. I need the things that make me laugh because laughing helps a lot. And then physical activity, which pff, my God, I don't know if I'll ever. I need to be physical again. I, I miss I I miss it, but at the same time, I just cannot get motivated, which is I think part of the other problem of coping. I just don't have. Um, just yeah, I don't know. I just it's hard for me to cope. But uh, those are apparently the 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 good type of coping. Here's the bad: escape. Uh, some people may withdraw and and become socially isolated. Hey, that's me. <laughs> okay, I'm doing it wrong so far. Unhealthy self soothing. Uh, according to this, web this website, some self-soothing behaviors are healthy in moderation, but may turn into an unhealthy addiction if it becomes a habit. To use them to self-soothe. For examples, uh, so for example, um, overeating. Oh, I overeat. Oh, I overeat. Uh, binge drinking. I don't do that. Except excessive use of internet. Yeah, I, I think I. Mm, if watching videos is excessive, well, no, I no, I agree. Excessive use of internet or video games. I actually don't think I play enough video games. I'm behind on so many games. I think that's why I don't feel I play enough. Numbing. Look at that. Numbing. Some people self-soothe 
through um, some self-soothing behaviors may become numbing behaviors. Uh, they are often aware of what they are doing. It may seek out an activity that, that will help them drown out or override their distress. Oh my gosh, this is all me. Oh, I'm doing all of the bad forms of, of coping. So apparently that is how I cope. Compulsions and risk-taking. Oh no, I don't do any. Uh, I don't gamble. Um, I don't remember the last time I've had sex, uh, no unsafe sex, uh, no experimentation with drugs. I haven't stolen anything, nor am I a reckless driver, which was the other problem with, with the mushroom rally. My go-karting was so safe. I braked on turns. Apparently you're not supposed to brake on turns. You just ride out turns, man, ride out turns on full acceleration. Ah, such a safe driver. It's terrible. And lastly, self-harm. I don't, I mean, other than overeating, I do not self-harm in the sense of like cutting or, or anything like that. So there you go. So don't do the escape, unhealthy self-soothing, numbing, compulsions, and risk-taking and self-harm. You know, you're doing bad coping. The good coping, physical therapy, physical therapy, physical activity, humor, problem solving, relaxation, and support. Um, at least I got the humor part right. At least I'm doing. I'm, I'm at least I'm doing okay with the humor. So anyway, and they even give references. So if you want to look this up, GoodTherapy.org has some coping mechanisms. Take a look. Like I said, there are. You know, it's not like they're just rambling stuff. They actually have citations. So, so go ahead and check that out. I think it's a good idea. Uh, but I think part of that is also I, I have a lot of negative self-talk, which I don't really talk about too much. Um. I think this is the last thing I'm going to talk about before I wrap things up. But negative self-talk is a thing that has um, been heavy um, in my world since I was a kid. No one, I've said it, I think, in the first few episodes and maybe in, you know, whatever, but nobody hates me more than I do. (laughs) That may sound like a joke, but it's very, very true, (laughs) you know? Um. A lot of negative self-talk. I, that's the other reason why I drown out a lot of the. I put. That's why I, I put headphones on to drown out that those voices, the the things in my head telling me how terrible I have a of a human being I am. Uh, so I try very hard to stay away from that kind of stuff, and I do so. I guess through uh, some escape through the podcasts, through music, anything that helps me not think about. That my own self telling me what a just complete trash garbage human being I am. And part of me doesn't believe it. You know, part of me believes I'm not that way. And I'm certain I have friends out there who will tell me that I am not. And I appreciate all those who do um, believe that. Uh, Unfortunately for me, I do, I do feel that way. Um, It's not a good thing. It's definitely not a good thing, but it, it does happen and it's unfortunate. And I'm hoping that uh, maybe one day, <laughs> one day, uh, it'll stop. But like I said, it's been around since I was a kid, since I've been a child. So may not be going anyway, going away anytime soon. Uh, there are a couple other things I want to talk about, but I think that's it. I mean, really, it's just coping. I, I hope people have an idea. I would love to hear. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead um, and get to the uh, the question of the week. Nice. 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 
Oh, okay, it's done. <laughs> the question of the week is, how do you cope with stressful situations, with tragedy, with with the good things, with the bad things? How does how was you, how are your methods of coping? You heard mine. I I think I ad- adopted much of that from my family, which is perfectly fine. But how have you how have you have had a I can speak English. I know I can. How do you guys cope? Please send me your thoughts on your coping mechanisms through um, email. If you'd like, ofsshow at gmail.com. That's Online Friends Simulator in initials, ofsshow at gmail.com. You can always email, I mean email, uh, text or leave a voicemail at 347-450-4335. That is the text and voicemail line. For all of my podcasts, just mention um, Online Friends Simulator, and I will be happy to put it out there here. Now, put it out there here. <laughs> you'd think, look, English is my second language, but you'd think I'd know. Uh, as always, I'm going to do this every episode because he is so awesome. Thank you so, so, so very much, Right Cal Left Coast, for supporting the show. It's what helps me continue to keep doing this uh, um, on a semi-regular basis. I, I really need to up my gains, so to speak, on this show. But please, 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 if you are at all interested, there are so many different methods that you can support the show. But you can go to sincere-sarcasm.net. There's a little button on the left for if you're interested in just buying me a coffee, KO-FI. Um, you can do that. It's only three bucks, just the cost of coffee if you want to send one my way. There's also a Patreon that uh, exists for as little as a dollar a month uh, that helps to support the show and um, the more, if I'm able to get it to a certain point, um, be able to do it more often uh, despite where I am because I'll be hopefully be able to use uh, any contributions for equipment to allow me to record anywhere, always, all the time, uh, which would be awesome. But you can go ahead and do that there if you're interested at all. Any support is appreciated, it's especially just sharing this with, with friends and neighbors and enemies and whoever. Just share the show. Sharing the show is important. It allows other people to list to, to find you know to, to listen and to to provide the feedback and the stuff that I, I'd love to hear from other people. That type of feedback would be awesome to get and of course to talk about on the show. And lastly, 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 uh because we I did get my first review. Thank you so much uh for reviewing Daniel, a uh, friend of the show. <laughs> Daniel writes, this is my, uh, this is one of my favorite podcasts. I always look forward to new episodes. Well, guess what? I always look forward to your episodes as well. He gave it a five star review. Please do so as well. These reviews are important because they will help other people find this podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, on wherever you happen to be finding this show. Please do so. It helps me out a lot. Oh my gosh, thank you so much everyone for listening. I am weirdly like energetic tonight for some reason, which is a rarity given it's a week night. <laughs> but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. So there you go. Uh if you're at all interested in other shows that I'm doing, I will be on No Ordinary Nerd uh, every week for the most part. Um 
So check check that out, noordinarynerd.com uh, or, or at supergeekedup.com. I have been asked to guest co-host on quite a few episodes this season. So if you want to see my face, if you want to hear me doing terrible, terrible, terrible impressions, that is the place to go and enjoy my shenanigans with host Jeff Burns and various guests. I think this week we have um, the voice of Commander Shepard on uh, the show. So that'll be a lot of fun. Take a look at that. We are live Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You guys have been awesome. I will see you all next time on the flip side. Hope you guys are good. And please always remember that you have a friend in me. Bye, everyone.